Hi, and welcome back to the Did I Miss Anything podcast, holiday edition. Oh, yay. Heather's here this week. She's feeling a lot better. Oh, yeah, I was cranky last week. Super, super cranky. So I didn't participate in the podcast. Yeah, but I did. I'm Lewis. Held it down. It was the first solo episode. I thought I did pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't listen to it. (laughs) So supportive. Being that this is the holiday episode. Did you say my name? Heather. Yeah, I said Heather's here. Oh, oh, hi. Being that this is the holiday episode, we thought we'd do something a little special and I guess kind of holiday themed. Um, This time of year, there's somewhat of a debate that generally occurs amongst holiday movie aficionados. Yeah, no, it's more than a debate. It gets... It gets serious it, it when does. people talk about this. It gets serious. So it worked out well because this movie usually pops up on holiday lists, and neither one of us have seen it before, so we thought this would be a good one for this episode. Oh, what it, will it be? Die Hard. Oh, yeah. That movie. That Christmas movie. That Christmas movie. That classic Christmas movie. <laughs> which we'll get into later on. Just warms the heart during this holiday um, season. So Die Hard. Yeah. Bruce Willis flick. Um... <laughs> What? Yep. what? He said flick. He's in it. No, he's uh, he's in all of it. Yeah, he's kind of like, you know, the main character. Yeah, he plays the classic guy, uh, was it John McClane? John McClane. Yeah. Yeah, classic, I guess, hero guy. He's cop that doesn't play by the rules. A New York City cop that doesn't play by the rules. Yeah. In L.A. to go to a holiday party at his wife's job. Yeah. He and his wife, I guess, had marital, uh, had a marital rough patch. And sure, they're I guess, separated. Yeah, they're separated, and I guess he's going there to, I don't know, win her back or apologize. Well, it's, no, it's Christmas time. He's just going to like, because his kids are with her, so he's going to oh, see yeah. his kids on so, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So goes out, goes to the wife's Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Christmas party turns out not that great. Yeah, because terrorists come, <laughs> and they just like. This is what happens in the movie. No, I don't it know is. why it's, it's so funny. It's just a silly plot. So it's like a Christmas party and terrorists show up. Yeah, basically. And then they take everybody at the Christmas party hostage because they're looking for the guy that owns the company because they want to steal um, money in the form of like they have bonds in like a safe at the building because that's sure. where you keep bonds. And it they're worth like, I don't know, hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars. So they want to. billions. Didn't, it wasn't billions? it like four hundred billion they were gonna steal? I don't think so. I think it was. Um, I'm gonna look this up. I mean, to be fair, I fell asleep through most of the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it was six hundred and forty million dollars. Oh my bad, never mind. Six hundred, but adjusted for inflation, it does equal one point three eight billion in twenty nineteen oh. money. See, so I knew it. Adjusted for inflation, I adjusted it in my head for inflation. You're so good at math. Yep, math is easy. So they come. They hold everybody hostage. They're looking for the guy that owns the company because he's got to get the codes to unlock the vault because mm-hmm. that's what you do. Yeah, the main the main guy is Hans Gruber. Yeah, played by Alan Rickman. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah, he was in Dogma. Yeah, we've seen that a and, lot and other a lot. So we don't really need we're to not going to cover this. that on no, this podcast. No, we've seen it. We we like it. We mi- we didn't miss anything because we no. saw it and it's yeah. a great movie. Anyway, um, Die Hard. So yeah, Hans Gruber. Um, with a very terrible accent, by the way. Yeah, because he's a British guy trying to do a German accent, I guess. It doesn't work and out. And it just really didn't work out. And they cross each other off, and it just yeah. it doesn't. He tried, though. I mean, he's a good actor. He's he great as, you know, that villain. But... Weird with a goatee, though. 
Um, yeah, it was like it was the early nineties. I guess. Or eighties was ninety. Nineties. Uh, I think it was a cut. I think it might have been like eighty nine. Oh. I think it was a cutoff. Uh, eighty eight. Oh, so eighties. Eighties. Yeah. Um, I was three years old. There you go. Came out. So Hans Gruber and his crew come in, and they're all like, we're terrorists, we're holding you guys hostage and such. Yeah. um, Because we're going to get this money. But Mr. John McClane, being, I don't know, the cop that he is, and I guess kind of lucky, he was changing in, I think, his wife's office, because he had just gotten off a plane, so he's like freshening up. His wife has a bathroom in her office, like her own private bathroom? Super nice office. Wow. Maybe that was like a thing in the 80s. Maybe. In any case, he's all freshening up. He hears uh, when the terrorists get to the floor because they shut down all the elevators and stuff. They, of course, fire off shots because you got to let people know that you're there with a gun. Well, yeah, and machine guns at that. And machine they guns. They were some serious, yeah. serious guns. Um, And so uh, John McClane hears this. He has his gun on him because he's a cop, and I guess you can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you're supposed to carry your gun with you, I'm pretty sure. Everywhere, always? I think so. Um. So he's got his gun with him. He, you know, cracks open the door, sees what's going on, sees a terrorist in there, <laughs> sne- sneaks out, terrorist, sneaks out, gets to a stairwell, and basically just starts um, picking them off one by one. Mind you, he's wearing just a tank top and, and no, no shoes. shoes the entire For movie. The entire movie. The entire movie. Just no Cause shoes. This is what? The terrorists show up at like, what, 20 minutes in? Yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah. It was like pretty the, quick. And the movie was what, an hour and a half, two like hours? two hours. Yeah. That's why, I, f- I mean, I fell asleep again um, for most of it, but. So he sneaks out, starts picking them off one by one, eventually kills one of the guys, gets his machine gun, so now John McClane has a machine gun. Yes. And takes his, like, radio, like the walkie-talkie that they were using to all communicate to each other because they cut the phone lines because you don't want people calling the cops. Well, that's that's ridiculous. That's like yeah, terrorist no. 101. Yeah. You want to you want smooth sailing through this whole hijacking. Yeah. And so he jacks their he jacks the guy's radio and his machine gun, uh, lets him know because the guy that he kills to get the machine gun he sends him in an elevator back to the floor where everybody else is wearing a sweater that says now I have a machine gun. Oh, and he put a Santa hat on. He him. put a Santa hat on him, and I think he wrote on the sweater he also put like ho ho ho. Yeah, yeah. See, is it is a classic Christmas movie. We're so gonna get into that. So much, you know, holiday, you know, tomfoolery happening. Yeah. So sends him down. Hans Gruber's like, oh, I don't like this at all. Find this guy and take care of this because he's, he's messing up my plans. Yeah, and that was one of the other the other guy's brothers that he killed too. So that guy is oh, yeah. upset. So now that guy is like super mad. He is very – and I think he's Swedish or something. He's very, very blonde, Nordic of some sort. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, very tall. So now that guy's out for blood. John McClane, meanwhile, finds a fire alarm on the floor that he's on, mm-hmm. decides to pull that because he thinks, oh, they're going to have to send, like, fire department and cops and stuff to come check it out. Was that before or after he was, like, in the elevator shaft, like, tied to his belt? Like, hanging in the elevator shaft, trying to get from one side of the elevator to oh, that was, like, way other. before. That was before? The When he pulled the fire alarm, that was that happened first. Oh, okay, never mind. Continue. Um... Pulls, that was crazy, by the way. That was. And totally unbelievable. Dude pulls the fire alarm. The fire department starts coming and stuff. He sees them, like, coming down the freeway or whatever. But then the guy that's pretending to be the security guard for the building, he calls them off because he's all like, oh, no, it's 
faulty. It's a false alarm. Like, we've been having issues with it this whole time. Like, you don't need to send anybody. But, like, in real life, they would still show up because they, I think they, yeah, they legally, have to. I think they legally have to. So, um, I mean, that's just. But not in the 80s. In the 80s, you could totally just drive back. Yeah, in the 80s, they really didn't care about, like, your safety. Not at all. No. So, they get that false alarm call and they're all like, oh, that checks out. We'll just drive back. Um, and then John and McLean seeing this and he's all like banging on the window as if they're going to hear him. And they're like, no, yeah. turn back. No, he's, he's like 50 floors up in a skyscraper in L.A. Like, yeah. They're not going to hear him. So then he's got to think of some other plan. He is really mad, by the way. He like really freaked out in that situation. Super mad. Yeah. He was like just ah, I'm banging on. Something. Yeah. Anyway. So fire department and all the cops that were coming. They turn back. John McLean's got to find a new way to get to get some help because he's the only guy there with you know a gun or any sort of like training yeah he's yeah he's the only one there to help he has he has to do something yeah so in the meantime a couple more of um hans gruber's guys um, start that was nice yeah they start uh hunting down john mcclain but to no avail because john mcclain he keeps getting away he really does again no shoes a barely wearing a shirt just keeps picking them off one by one. Eventually, he kills one guy, and he finds they have a whole bunch of plastic explosives. So oh, I was asleep during this part. I don't remember this. <laughs> so so he takes that bag, and he said, oh, these are mine now. Oh. So now he's got the plastic explosives, which really, really gets under Hans Gruber's skin because he's all like, we need those. Without that, we have, like, no sort of – our plan just falls apart. Were they? That's what they were going to blow the roof up with? Yeah, so they were going to use so they already they had already put they had already wired the roof to blow up. Oh, and he took um, then he took those explosives. And then he took because I guess the extra explosives they were going to use to set something else off. Oh. Um so he's all like, "No, we need those to like detonate this other thing that we had going on." So he has TNT and he has a machine gun. Yeah, he's yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, wow. he's yeah, John McClane's getting he's he's getting heavily armed, armed yeah. Um so now on the CB radio, the walkie-talkie that John McClane has, he gets on like some uh, an emergency channel because he figures, oh, the cops will be listening to this because it's an emergency channel. And sure enough, they do, but they tell him that th- this channel is only for emergency calls and that he's got to uh, call 911. And John McClane's like, uh, I'm on the emergency channel, obviously, because there's an emergency going on. And he's like trying to explain to them about the hostage situation, situation. But the lady who I guess is talking to him, like keeps cutting him off. So he gets like super mad. Then finally, in the background, some more of Hans Gruber's guys catch up to John McClane and they start like firing gunshots because at this point, I think they're on the roof and she hears the gunfire in the background. And then she's like, "Ah, send a patrol car to go check that out. It took a real long time for him to convince them that there was an emergency right like i why do they have to make those dispatchers ladies like they made them look so stupid i feel like they generally make dispatchers look stupid in movies yeah, but like i feel like in the 80s they were like oh stupid ladies maybe all right yeah. well yeah i'm offended as a lady i'm not a dispatcher though but i am a lady you could still be offended i guess thank you i'm going to be it's 2020 everything's offensive that's true we're on our way to getting canceled <laughs> So then they send over a patrol car and surprise cameo that I didn't know because I've never seen this movie. The cop that comes over is the cop or the dad from Family Matters. Oh, yeah. Carl. Carl. I don't know. His, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't Reginald know his, yeah. Vell Johnson. Oh, that's right. That's 
that's who the cop is. So he's a cop. He's a cop in Die Hard, yeah. and he was a cop in um, in Family Matters. A lot of typecasting so, happening there. I mean, you know, you stick to you stick to the roles that you're you're good at. Do you think he was a cop in real life? No. Do you think no. he played a cop in other things? Yeah, Family Matters. Besides Family, like other like other yeah, uh, Turner and Hooch. He was a cop in that. See, I told you he's typecast. He was. He was. Yeah, he's Tom Hanks's partner in that. Is yeah. he? Yeah, he's oh. he's a. Uh, I think. Well, actually, technically in that, I guess he's a detective. Oh, but still. Him and Tom Hanks He's are still detectives. a cop. Still yeah. in law enforcement. In any case. Wow. Um, yeah, th- look at that. Three cops in three movies. I feel like if you play a cop in more than two movies, you should legally be a cop. A cop. That's like enough training. Yeah. I, I mean, so. I think they actually do have to do like weapons training, I think. With, See? Like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. To make it like more believable. Just saying. In any case. So, yeah. So, Reginald Vell Johnson, um, his name's Al in the movie. He go- He goes to the building to check it out. Walks up to the front door. The guy that's pretending to be a security guard sticks to his role quite nicely. And he's all like, yeah, man, totally come in. You could totally check out what's going on. Please. Like, whatever. Just yeah. come on in. Nothing ha- nothing weird happening here. Yeah. Just a Christmas party and then, upstairs. And then he's just walking down around the lobby and, you know, nothing's out of the ordinary. So he decides, man, forget this. Everything's good here. I'm, I'm leaving. Apparently not a, it's not a great cop he's uh, i mean he was like about to be off duty i think he was picking up like twinkies for his wife oh yeah and the guy uh at the store gave him shit he's like don't you guys eat donuts yeah that was funny (laughs) classic cop trope and he so he's leaving and then john mcclain's all like no got not another one and then he uh one of the one of the terrorists that he that he killed he busts a window and throws him onto the top of Al's police car. Wow. And then Al's all like, oh, no, something's definitely going on here. I Um, missed that, too. That's aggressive. Yeah. That is super aggressive. So then all the terrorists that are, like, on the roof and stuff and and on, like, the different floors, they start firing at Al's car because now the cops know that something's going on. Oh, no, not Carl. So they start firing at Al's car. Al's driving backwards, frantically (laughs) trying to avoid gunfire. And then um, runs over, like, a whole bunch of bushes and stuff and then ends up in, like, a ditch with oh, wow. his car. Is he all right? And, yeah, he's okay. Oh, he gets good. He gets a terrible gash on his head, well, which yeah. is then cleared up miraculously in the next scene. There's no cut there, no Band-Aid. Oh. It, was, it was weird. So now his captain comes in, like, the captain for the LAPD or whatever, because Al is only a sergeant. Was that the guy who played the principal in uh, Breakfast Club? Yeah, he messed with the bully, he got the horns. Yeah, I, forget, I don't know that guy's name. Me neither. But yeah, that guy. Okay. Terrible captain, by the way. Doesn't believe anything Carl is saying. Carl's telling him that he believes... Uh, you call him Carl. Oh, I did call him Carl. Cause Al. Because I, I could call him Al. Carl. <laughs> Al tells him that... So he's been talking to uh, to John McClane on the inside, but John McClane gives him the name Roy because... Um, on the on the on the radios that he's using, the terrorists can hear what he's saying because they're all oh. on. They all have the same. They're all on the same channel and stuff. Um, so he call him. He calls himself Roy, or he calls the cop Roy. Uh, John McClane calls himself Roy because he oh. doesn't want to give his real name, so oh. the terrorists don't know who he is. Oh yeah. Well, um, would you want to know? Would you want a terrorist knowing who you are? No. Because they could probably find you and like mess you like, up really fast. Um. So he gives him the name Roy because earlier in the movie, him and Hans Gruber had an exchange about how Hans Gruber was saying like, oh, all you Americans are alike. You're all cowboys or whatever. Um, and then he was like, I bet you were a fan of John Wayne when you were a kid. And John McClane says, actually, it was more Roy Rogers. And then huh. later on in the conversations where you get like, yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. That, that classic line. Isn't Roy Rogers like a, like the guy who like 
owns a fast food company? I don't think that's the same Roy Rogers. Oh, I used to love their burgers. They don't, they don't have a lot of those restaurants anymore. I haven't seen a Roy Rogers in a very long time. They used to have a little, like, toppings bar, like, in the middle, so you can get, like, all the pickles you want and stuff. That was my favorite part. Pickles? Well, yeah, I really like pickles. And when you get a burger, like, at a fast food place, like, they don't give you enough pickles. So I could get extra to put on the side, too. Oh, because you want them on not just on the burger, but also on the side. Yeah, of course. What am I thinking? I don't know. You're not. Uh, apparently. So anyway, that's how John McClane comes up with the name Roy. Um, so I missed that part, too. Yeah, you were asleep for a while. Yeah, I was tired. Um, so Al comes in, or his captain comes in, and Al's telling him, like, hey, I think this guy, the way he talks, I think he's, like, a cop or, like, former cop because he knows the lingo. Yeah, of course he's a cop. He's doing all these... What, what else would he be? I don't, I don't know. How could he, like kill all these people when he, he knew how to use a gun a normal person probably just didn't know how doesn't know how to use a gun like or a machine gun i, I wouldn't I don't, I don't know how to use a gun i don't own one either i guess but so his captain doesn't believe him his captain's like oh did you ever think the guy that you're talking to in there is a terrorist and al's not buying it he's like no that this guy's like legit so the captain's like doing everything wrong he, he sends in um he sends in like a swat team to go into the building to try to get into the building but they all get shot at because well, yeah. Al was telling him, like, hey, um, there's, like, a lot of terrorists yeah, in there. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're on the roof. I'm talking to my guy, Roy. Yeah. Doesn't look good for us. They're in the lobbies. Yeah. They're everywhere. So so they get shot up. Then they bring in, like, a tank because, for some reason, the LAPD has, like, a mini tank. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they still do, probably. Probably. Most, most de- uh, police departments have, like, tanks and military gear. So they bring in a tank to just, like, ram through the front of the, of the building but it gets stuck going up the stairs. Why would it go so, up? Why are they making so, it go upstairs? I don't because they have to get in. They have to breach the building. But it's and on so wheels. then so then it's it gets stuck <laughs> going up the stairs. And then the terrorists have like grenade launchers because you're terrorists, Whoa, so why not? That's crazy. So then they shoot the tank and then the tank blows up. Yeah, they shot it with a grenade. And then it doesn't completely blow up. So then Hans Gruber's like, shoot it again. With a grenade? <laughs> yeah. And then John McClane's on the radio and he's like, no, just let him pull back. No. And then Hans Gruber's like, do it. And then they shoot a second time. So then the thing completely blows up. Are there people in there? The, yeah, there were two people in there. Oh, There's like a no. guy driving and like, I don't know, I guess his partner or whatever. Oh, sad. So then the tank completely blows up. Al looks over at the captain and he's all like, yeah, see, I told you, like my man Roy, he's, he's on the level. So on what level? He's, you know, he's being real with him. He's being honest. He's telling him, like, he's not a terrorist. Oh, okay. Because the police captain apparently thinks that John McClane is, like, one of them or whatever. Wow. After a back and forth between Al and the captain and, you know, some other non-important stuff going on with, like, the cops trying to decide how they're going to, like, breach this building, the FBI shows up because now apparently this has become, like, a federal issue. Well, yeah, they're international terrorists. Yeah. It's, yeah. So... Now the FBI shows up, but they don't know what they're doing. So they're just like, they just show up and they tell the captain, they're all like, hey, we're in charge now. This is our jurisdiction. Yeah. So bye. That's what they say. Um, the cops don't actually go anywhere. They like, they still stay there. And then um, the FBI is trying to figure out what to do. And they're all like, we'll get, they, they make contact with Hans, with Hans. Um, and Hans tells them like, we'll release the hostages when you send us helicopters We'll put the hostages on the helicopters, we'll take off from the building, we'll land at some airport, and then we'll let the hostages go. He's probably lying. He's yeah, probably I don't not... think I don't think he's being honest. I don't think he would do all that. 
He's so, probably just, he would probably just kill him. Probably. Because he's like, he's mean. Super mean. Yeah, like very mean. So the FBI's like, yeah, we'll totally get you your helicopters. Um, meanwhile, they're really getting like gun helicopters so they can just like shoot the terrorists. Like, What's once... a gun helicopter? It's a, heli- Is it a... It's, it's a helicopter with guns. It's a helicopter shaped like a gun. <laughs> yes. It's very aerodynamic that way. <laughs> and so that's going to be their plan. So meanwhile... it falls apart. It does. Okay. Spoilers. Sorry. Meanwhile, back in the building, uh, John McClane, now he's like getting into the vents and stuff. And at one point, he's trying to go from like one level of the building to the other in the vent system. So the machine gun that he has has like a strap on it so you can like wear it across your chest and stuff. Oh, I remember seeing this. This is, I missed all that other stuff. Yeah. Wow. I thought that was like, I thought that happened like in the beginning. No. No. Wow. Well, so, what are we like an hour in now? We're probably what? like we're probably like towards the end now. Oh, almost. Geez. Wow. Um, so so he he anchors the gun on like the opening of the vent. Yeah. And then he cuts the right, he doesn't cut it. He undoes the nylon strap that's attached to the gun, so that he can use it to like climb down to see if he can make it to like that next level of the vent. Yeah, it was looked very unsafe. It was very unsafe. First off, I don't think it would be doable. Like, there's no way that would support his weight. No, I don't think like, so. It's got to be, what, at least 200 pounds? Yeah, at, 180 pounds? Like a buck 80? Sure. Being supported by, like, a very thin nylon yeah, strap? Yeah, no. There's no way. Um, in any case, it fails. <laughs> um, but he he falls a bit, but he manages to hold on uh, to, to, the the, to the opening for another vent. Yeah, it was very, very... I was nervous. Yeah. So then he crawls into that vent. So now he's in the vents. So now, like, all these terrorists are, like, shooting the vents and stuff. Um, are you sure this didn't happen way earlier? No, this is, like, I think we're, we're like, more than halfway through the movie now. When did he, when did he uh, strap himself to the, the um, fire, fire hose? hose? That's, like, at the end. Oh, oh, wow. I, I, yeah, I slept through the whole thing. Yeah. Go ahead. <clears throat> so, uh, so now he's in the vents. The terrorists and stuff, they're all shooting at the vents. Um, then Hans Gruber gets on the phone, and he's, like, forget him for now like we gotta we gotta get this safe cracked and we have things to do we gotta we like we gotta speed this along can't worry about john mcclain so or roy i mean or roy yeah he doesn't know he's john mcclain yet yeah so the terrorists are all like oh fine meanwhile that guy whose brother john mcclain killed first is super pissed because he's out for blood oh well, yeah he killed his brother wouldn't you be upset yeah i mean yeah you don't have a brother i don't or any siblings but i assume if i had a brother and i liked him yeah. yeah, I'd be pretty bad. I mean, I'd be pretty upset if one of my brothers was murdered. Um, so, yeah, so he's, like, super, super pissed. And uh, John McClane manages. He's crawling around the vents. He gets out of the vents, eventually makes it back to, like, the stairwell and back to one of the one of the empty floors. I don't think he would have fit in one of those vents like it was a real vent. I don't think the vent would hold him. I don't think like, so I don't either. think that would support like a buck body 80? weight. Yeah. So he makes it through, um, and meanwhile... Hans Gruber starting to starting to get a little nervous now. He's playing it off like he's like he's got any everything under control, but this John McClane's really really a craw in his I don't know what that saying is. I have no idea. I don't he's even know like, what you were he's, saying. He's being a pain in his ass. Oh yeah. Well you should just say that from the beginning. I should have. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, he's yeah, Hans Gruber's starting to spiral. Yeah. Very sweaty. So now set. John McClane oh, also, once uh, after I forgot to mention this, but it was kinda cool. After they had blown up the tank with the grenade launchers, uh, John McClane still had the plastic explosives. Oh. So he like he like rigged them up 
and then tied them to a desk chair and sent them down the elevator shaft. And for what purpose? He set them off because in that bag there was also detonators for them. Yeah. So then he set it off and then like all the explosives that like the terrorists were bringing into the building, they blew up. While they were holding them? Yeah, like while they were like carrying them into the so building. They, so, so they, they were, all like, died. They were like still, no, like they had already set them up in like the parking garage or wherever they were bringing them into. So he blew up the parking garage. So, I mean, yeah, he blew it up. Like the windows all shattered and wow. like he he blew it up. That movie, this movie's action packed. It's just nonstop. Yeah. Nonstop. Wow. So that was another reason. So then Hans Gruber's like super pissed because now he's also out a lot of explosives. Well, yeah. And those, ugh, they, they don't mad. come cheap. He's super mad. He better get this $400 million that he... $640 million. $640 million so that he can, you know, buy more explosives. Right? Yeah. Hans Gruber eventually start, decides he's going to take matters into his own hands. He's looking That's... around for John McClane now, oh. along with, um, like, the three or four terrorists that are still alive because he blew most of them up he blew a lot of them up and like shot them yeah wow it's very violent this movie it's very very graphic yeah so he runs into john mcclain on the roof but hans gruber is like dressed in like a nice suit and stuff <laughs> he just runs into him on the like, roof and well, it's like hey he is because he went up he went up there to go check so they have the roof wired to explode yeah um because their plan was when the fbi brought over the helicopters they were actually just going to blow all that up and not really do anything with the hostages. Told they you. Yeah, they, it wasn't. Yeah, they, he was liar. lying. He yeah. was a liar. No one liars. Those terrorists. Um, and so he went to go check because he had a couple of his other terrorists try wire them up. But then you know John McClane killed them. Um, so he went there to go check on it, and John McClane was up there, and because Hans Gruber was in a nice suit, and he starts uh, Hans Gruber starts playing it off like he was one of the hostages, and um, he was just like, "Oh no, don't kill me! You're one of them! Don't kill me! Don't kill me!" And John McClane's all like, "Relax, relax! I'm not one of them." And because he's the only person that John McClane's run into this entire time, uh, John McClane gives him his gun because he's like, "Hey, we're gonna make this out alive. We gotta stick together." Like, Wait, like, so you come Hans, with me. Hans Gruber thinks that John McClane is one of his men. No, John McClane thinks that Hans Gruber was one of the hostages oh. that, that managed to get away because he's, like, dressed in a nice suit and stuff. Oh, he hasn't seen him? No, he hasn't seen him yet. They haven't seen each other yet. Oh. So who does he? So who does Hans Gruber think John McClane is? He knows it's Roy. Well, he, he, at this point, he knows it's John McClane because he's the only guy that's Roy. not— Or Roy. because he's not— Oh, he, okay. He's, he's the only non-terrorist with a gun. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So he doesn't know all his math. So, so Hans, Gru Hans Gruber knows who he is. Because oh. he, he, because he's like, oh, you're not one of my guys, and you have a gun. You're the, you're this you're this Roy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to be. And so, he's and he's like, I know, barefoot, bloody, bloody, bloody yeah. yeah. So he must, um, yeah. And so wearing a tank top. He's just wearing a tank top and um, undershirt, I guess. Yeah, and so Hans uh, Hans gets the gun uh, that John McClane hands him, and John McClane starts walking away. Hans pulls the gun on him, tells him not to move. And then a John McClane turns around, and there's, like, banter, and then... I'm sure it's clever and witty. Not witty enough, because I can't remember what they say to each oh. other. I know Hans goes to uh, pull the trigger on John, and nothing happens, because John's all like, you think I'm an idiot? That gun's not loaded. Wait, so, so he knew who he was? I guess he had his suspicions, um, oh. Because there were like no other hostages that got away. Yeah. So oh, that he's... and because of his like cop training, he's probably like, oh, I don't trust anybody. Oh yeah. Um, yeah it's cop training. So, <laughs> he's a clever guy. So um, so 
the gun that he gave Hans Gruber wasn't loaded. Uh, Hans goes to pull the trigger, nothing happens. And so then a couple of the terrorists that that Hans Gruber had split up with to go find John, they show up on the floor and they start firing. So John can't, you know, finish off Hans Gruber. Sure. Because they so now they start firing at him. There's this whole big gunfight scene. Um, they shatter. Hans Gruber tells him to shoot the glass because John isn't wearing any shoes. Oh yeah. So he's got to walk across glass. Ooh, that's probably that probably hurt. Um, did he do it? Did he have to do that? Oh, he did it. Do you think Bruce Willis really walked on glass? Barefoot? I think he's a method actor. Right. I think, I think he did it. Yeah. I think I like to think he. He's did kind it. of a badass. I think he would. So, they shoot the, all the glass. They go into the little office where uh, where John McClane was hiding, where they shot out all the glass. John McClane's gone. What? Where'd Where'd he go? I don't know. I'm sleeping. (laughs) So um, Hans Gruber and his terrorist friends, they go back to like the main floor where all the hostages are and stuff because they got to they got to start figuring out this like um, this whole situation with like cracking the safe and all this. This entire time, by the way, he has like a guy trying to crack the safe. He still hasn't been able to do that? No. He's like because the safe has like seven locks. And I think so far he's undone like four five or six of them oh wow so he's like on the last one or two locks and they decide that that they gotta they gotta like speed this up somehow so john mcclain or not john mcclain hans gruber knows that eventually the fbi because one of the fbi's tricks i guess is to like cut the power to the building sure so he wants them to cut the power to the building because the last lock i guess has like some sort of um electro type of defense against it so by cutting the power um, that doesn't work anymore because it needs power. That seems like something that shouldn't be like a thing. Yeah, that's like just cut the power and now they can get in there. Well, the the last lock is the last lock is the one that has like that I guess extra layer. I know, but still. Yeah. That shouldn't. I don't like that. Yeah. Well. Um, so, sure enough, that happens. The FBI tells like the Department of Power to like cut the power to the building. Of course. They get into the they get into the vault. They're able to get like their bonds or whatever. Uh, John McClane, meanwhile, is in a bathroom because his feet are like bloody because they're all they're all full of glass. He's walking on glass. Do you ever step on like a Lego or something? That hurts so bad. Imagine walking barefoot on glass. And he's talking to Al on the radio because you know he's he's all bloodied up at this point. Um, and he's like telling Al like, "Look, man, if I don't make it out alive, tell my wife I love her and that." I was an idiot, and oh, I'm yeah. sorry. His wife and, is still there. I forgot. Yeah, his wife is still in the building. Yeah. Um, and Al was like, "Oh, why don't you tell her yourself?" Because he's super positive. Yeah, <laughs> seems like it. Um. So now, Al makes it. Uh, not Al. John makes it downstairs to where the vault is. He's. Oh. Uh, also, at this point, he's killed the one guy whose brother he killed in the beginning. Oh, he killed that guy. He too? killed that guy because that guy. Uh, after he makes it out of the bathroom, that guy finds him. Oh yeah, doesn't he like he, and like he like hang he's like hanging from the elevator shaft, right? That guy? When he's not hanging from the elevator Does shaft. He, I thought he like pushes him down the elevator shaft and you're like hanging by like a chain or something. No oh yeah, so when he kills him, um they're in not an elevator shaft, but they're in like I guess one of the unfinished um floors in the building because mm-hmm. it's under construction. Oh. Uh, and there's like chains hanging and so they're like fighting this entire time. And they're on a stairwell, and then uh, John's able to grab a chain, wrap it around that other guy's neck, and just hang him by it. Yeah, it was, uh, um, it was that I saw, too. Yeah, so now that guy's dead. So there's only, like, two terrorists left plus yeah. Hans Gruber. I wish I didn't see. That was terrifying. And Hans 
uh, Hans and his other two terrorists that are loading up all the all the bonds to get out of there because now's their only shot. They got the vault open. The FBI's outside. The they cops are go, outside. Man. They have to go. John McClane makes his way downstairs, and he's all like, hey, I'm still alive. yippee ki motherfucker. No, he just said that that one time in the movie. Oh. He doesn't say it more than once? No. He should. Well, what are you going to do? Um, he makes it down there. Obviously, foils their plan. Duh. Um, he tapes his... So he, he only has two bullets left. He tapes his handgun to his back, and <laughs> he has his machine gun in his hands like he's about to fire it. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. Um, yeah, this part you were awake for. Yeah. Um, like he's about to fire it, and he, uh, Hans Gruber tells him to drop his gun, and he does that, and he puts his hands in the air. Yeah, but he's got but the gun. He's got the gun at his back. Taped. So as With soon as... Christmas tape, I think it is. It was Christmas tape. See, I told you, Christmas. So, um... It's a Christmas movie. Once Hans gets, I guess, kind of distracted in, like, telling his guys what to do with the bonds, um, John gets the gun from his back, shoots Hans, shoots the other terrorists, and now all the terrorists are dead. Yeah, except for Hans um, isn't dead. Though. Well, actually, no, yeah, Hans isn't dead. He shoots him, but he doesn't kill him. Yeah. Um, but he shoots him, and Hans also had his wife hostage. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, so she, so he had a gun to her, uh, to her head, and that's how he got John to put his gun down. So Hans gets shot, grabs his wife. It's, she's, he's, like, still holding on to John's wife, and the window behind him is broken. It's, like, shattered. Oh, yeah. And so he's, like, holding on to John's wife, and he's, like, falling, he's, like, falling back. So he falls out the window, but he's got a grip on, like, her wristwatch. Yeah, and her wrist, yeah. And so she's, he's, like, dragging, he's, like, dragging her down with him, and then John rushes over. He, like, undoes his wife's watch, and then Hans Gruber falls very dramatically. Oh, yeah, because wasn't it the watch that her coworker gave her for Christmas or something, and he was, like, jealous of it? I don't remember that at part. At the beginning of the movie? Sure. Right at the beginning, that creepy, like, that creepy guy that, like, was hitting on her the whole time in the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah I think he gave it to her for Christmas or Did something. He? I think so. I could be wrong. Again, I... That guy also dies in this movie. Good. I didn't like him. He was um, creepy and weird. Uh, so, yeah, he undoes the watch. Hans Gruber falls very dramatically onto the floor, or onto the ground. Yeah, you don't, you don't like, see that part. Well, you see him, you see his body falling you from see him, the sky. Yeah, you sky. see him fall, but you don't see him hit. Oh, uh, no. That would, that'd be... I know that'd be traumatic. All you see is like when he hits the camera pans to like Al and the and the police captain. And then they're all like, "Oh." Well, yeah. So a guy fell like forty stories and hit the pavement. Yeah, that is traumatic. So after that happens, they just show all the hostages getting out and John yeah. McClane, uh, John McClane and Al. So they still haven't seen each other, but they look at each other and almost like they know each other. Yeah. Um, or like, like they had met and they like, like they know who one another is. They give each other like a little like good yeah. job, buddy. Um, and then the security guard, the terrorist that was posing as a security guard, still not dead. Oh yeah, because he's just he was just down. He there. He was just in the lobby. Yeah. So then he comes out and he um he starts firing and then Al shoots him. So then he's oh, dead. Yeah. So he's like the real hero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's the end of Die Hard. Oh, well, I guess then John and his wife get into, like, the limo and... Oh, yeah, they go, yeah, they go home. Oh, yeah, you forgot to mention the driver the whole time. Oh, yeah, so in the uh, beginning... What's his name? Uh, Argyle? Argyle. That's a, that's a weird name. He gets, uh, so in the beginning, John McClane, when he lands in L.A., uh, he has a limo driver waiting for him. uh, Yeah. This guy named Argyle. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was his first, uh, limo pickup, too. Young guy. Probably, yeah. probably like in like what nineteen or twenty. Definitely like an after school job. 
Yeah. And uh, he, yeah, he was with him. So he went, he dropped him off when he drops him off at the bu- at the building in the beginning where his wife And he just works. waits in the limo the whole time. He's in the, he's in the parking garage of this building the entire time this is happening. And I don't think he knows it's happening. Well, no, because he's like blasting music and drinking the yeah. entire time. Yeah. I guess um, he's the co- the comic relief. They keep, pa- they pan to him every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the reason he's there is because like when he drops him off, John isn't sure like how his wife is going to um act to seeing him there oh yes yeah, so he doesn't know he has to take um, like so he doesn't know if he's gonna like be staying at her house or sure. if he's gonna have to like find another place and then argyle's yeah. like all right man i'll tell you what i'll wait for you in the parking garage um if you if you need a ride you give me a call yeah and uh and gives him like his card or whatever yeah and he, again he waits there the entire time has no idea any of this is happening yeah just in a limo um so that's die hard oh yeah um, that was it well die hard one yeah. That was Die Hard 1. So he ends up getting back with his wife, I guess, right? Like, uh, it looked like, yeah, him, yeah, it looked like it. Because she's like, why don't you just, like, stay at my place? Yeah. So just like that, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, his kids are there. I mean, it's not like... Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I like Die Hard. I'd say I definitely miss something with Die Hard. I, mi- I slept on Die Hard. Oh, I miss a lot of Die Hard, because... <laughs> <laughs> um, I was sleeping. <laughs> um, but I, I say I miss something with Die Hard. Yeah. But... I guess the meat and potatoes of today's episode. You said meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Wow. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like the good part. Yeah. Um, Die Hard, not a Christmas movie in my book. I feel like it. I mean, again, I missed most of it, but I think it might. It could be considered a Christmas movie. Why? I know, because he's like trying to, you know, spend Christmas with his family. Like he goes through all this just to spend Christmas with his family. Like that's like the main part of it. I disagree. It's you know just, what I mean? It's just... It's just a dad trying to get home for Christmas. It's a... It's you a, know? It's a hostage movie that just happens to take place during mm, Christmas time. I don't know. There's a lot... But, like, the whole soundtrack is, like... A lot of the music behind it is Christmas. It's, like, Christmas songs. That's only for, like, a minute when they're at the Christmas party. No, and then they... Uh, what's his face? Argyle plays uh, Christmas and... Um, oh, Christmas and Hollis? Hollis, Yeah. That's no, it's Die Hard, not a Christmas movie. I'm just, I, I think it can be considered. I mean, if you watch anything on Christmas, it's a Christmas movie, right? So then, is Eyes Wide Shut a Christmas movie? It's just, yeah, if you watch it on Christmas, if everyone's wearing Santa hats in the okay. orgy. All right. Um, on you missed th- that part? They're all wearing Santa hats. <laughs> on that note, you missed it? Um, I that, haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut. I just know there's an orgy scene in it. That was Die Hard. Yeah. Um, Classic Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. Movie. Yeah. Um, he sends the body up in the elevator with the Santa hat on. That doesn't make it a Christmas movie. And writes ho 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 on him. All right. That's okay. So It's just a dad fighting terrorists so he can get home to see his family and on drink Christmas. Some eggnog. No, yeah, that's fine. I'm yeah. sure he likes eggnog. It's not a Christmas movie. Let us know what you think. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Did I Miss Pod. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? It's not. I mean... Um, I think it might be. While you're there, we're also up to suggestions on other movies and TV shows and albums that uh, that you guys think we haven't seen or heard yet. Also, um, I'm pretty sure the writer or the director or something just came out and said that he's like, yeah, it is a Christmas movie. Like, it ju- like he just came out and said it like it's a movie. What would he know about anything? What do you mean? He wrote the movie. It doesn't... It or just... he directed... I forget if it's the writer or the director, but like they just came out and were like... Yeah, it was intended to be, you know, a Christmas, you know, movie. And you don't think that's press just to get more play during Christmas so they can make that royalty money? I think people are watching it during Christmas anyway because it's a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. So I'm just saying. 
I think that it is. It's not. All right. Did I miss pod or at did I miss pod on all of it on 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 Twitter and Instagram and right? in, and Instagram we're on Instagram yeah do we post anything on Instagram yet we have not oh we should probably do that we should do that I don't know you because if you go there like there's something there yeah no there's nothing there yet we should oh, we'll we should, figure that we'll, 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 we'll work on that, that yeah um so yeah so let us know on Twitter what you think is Die Hard a Christmas movie it's not and could be give us some suggestions on on uh, other movies and TV shows that we should watch and albums we should listen to. Yeah, we'll let you know if we've seen them or not, and then we could uh, talk about them. Yeah, chances are we probably haven't because there's a lot of stuff we haven't seen. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff we have seen, too. That's true. So it could go either way. Till the next one. Yep. Happy holidays. Yep. It was Oh, we did a holiday episode. Oh, we did. Wow. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Whatever you celebrate. Enjoy it. Okay, bye.